0: We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 13th, 2013. Next report is entitled FEMA Prison Camps for Welfare Recipients and 99ers. Goes on to say, think about this for a minute. Many Americans are living from paycheck to paycheck, and if they were suddenly to lose their jobs within two or three months, they would be homeless. The average American ends up borrowing money to go to college and then to buy a house. If you borrow $200,000 to buy an average home, by the end of 30 years you'll have paid back the bank almost $600,000, nearly three times what you originally borrowed. Now suddenly millions of Americans who have worked their whole lives are losing their jobs because of this recession, having already paid the banks over half a million dollars for their homes, which were only—well, they're saying we're only, well they're saying we're only $200,000 to begin with if we can really believe what the, you know appraisal value is because I mean that can fluctuate quite a bit. Do you think it's right that these predominantly Jewish bankers should be allowed to come with a sheriff and their Nazi field marshals and put these poor families along with others and their belongings out in the street like Hitler did to the Jews during World War II? What if you discovered that these bankers lied to us and never lent us any of their money in the first place, that they simply created this money out of thin air with a few entries in their books which cost them no more than a little a bit of black ink on a piece of paper. How does it make you feel that over the last four years of Obama's presidency, the banks have been allowed to steal nearly $6 trillion from the American working class, everything that they had saved in their homes, checking, saving, and retirement funds, and the courts just turn a blind eye to their fraud, well, they're all part of the system, and thievery and crimes and do nothing about it. If you were wondering what Obama and our fascist government is planning to do with all the unemployed Americans who have lost their homes... New York and California are now offering them voluntary shelter in FEMA prison camps, just like they're doing, well, for the homeless. They're, they're basically, mandatorily, though, doing it in places around the country now. Columbia, South Carolina was one of the first to announce it, um, and we, I remember being down there not too long ago, first time I'd ever been down there, and I do remember there being, me seeing homeless people on the streets, and I... It wasn't more than a month or 45 days later, I believe, and then I saw this announcement saying that they were going to be carting the homeless off in the downtown area to these, uh, uh, one particular, I don't know, I guess you call it a, a prison camp. And that, you know, they had to have permission to go anywhere and it wasn't, you know, you just couldn't, you know, uh, walk out. You know, so this is the, the the mindset they're trying to get us into. It Would be the easiest, obviously, to implement this with the homeless, those in America that have some semblance of freedom. I mean, if you're already in a prison, that's one thing. If you're already in like a mental institution because of whatever, but these are people that actually had freedom to go about their business, even you know, homeless, and now. They don't have that anymore. So this is the mindset they're trying to get us into. Now, the the next phase would be all of the you know obvious foreclosures and, and people losing their jobs and their houses and possibly being out on the streets. Well, now, in New York and California, they're offering them voluntary shelter in FEMA prison camps. It's incrementalism. Supposedly voluntary. Things have not been as bad since we had to fight these Nazis during World War II, with millions of American families losing their homes instead of extending unemployment to help these families keep a roof over their heads. As the weather gets colder, President Obama is preparing to declare a national emergency. Our government wants to spend billions of dollars to forcefully move millions of homeless Americans who are now living on the streets and in tents throughout the United States into FEMA camps set up for the purpose of mass extermination. The camps are real, and so are the coffins and the mass graves that they have dug. Once they have homeless Americans locked up in these prisoner camps, then they are going to implement phase two of the plan, where they start arresting and imprisoning other Americans that they consider to be a threat. I would say that would be pretty much if I was Satan, you know, putting, trying to put myself in his satanic shoes. It's pretty much how I'd do it, too. These American citizens will be stripped of all their rights, Beaten, tortured, and held indefinitely without a hearing or a trial, and the American press and the legal counsel will not be allowed into these camps to report on what's really going on behind closed doors. Uh, you know, I mean, you almost just have to assume that these going into these camps is, you know, like equivalent with a death sentence. And I'm not saying God couldn't preserve you. I'm not saying he couldn't protect you. It's just that, you know, they got to get this... this this really radical extermination program on the road, and this is I believe part of it. we've talked about other facets of it today. Um, and re- regarding the the first part one um, with these nano devices, you know there's there's information up on the internet now trying to discredit him, and he mentioned a lot of that, and as I said before, if that supposedly turned out to be whatever. The concept of it is clear. They have had the technology to get implantable microchip, I mean, Hitachi microchip dust alone. They could be doing this with the chemtrails, and I believe they are, where we've inhaled uh, microscopic microchip dust. We've inhaled uh, microscopic antenna arrays. We have had um, either injectable nanorobots in the vaccines or... um, uh, in the food or water system. Okay. So all of this technology has existed and probably things far greater. So the point I wanted to make with part 1 was regardless of if of, of of if we can say okay, we know 100% we can verify this. Okay. What's more important is what I said about praying regarding what God can do to deactivate these things in our body. So from that standpoint, that needed to be said by me, that we need to to, um, go to the Lord in prayer, and and who knows, we might be, uh, a a potential person might be infected with these things on multiple different layers, who knows, with all of the mediums that I just suggested or avenues that they could get these things into our bodies. The Lord Jesus Christ can still eradicate and deactivate all of them. And that's where I believe your prayer needs to be. Because obviously they've got technology greater than anything we could really conceive, but they're not like ahead of God, the creator of the universe. He knows exactly, you know, how an individual might be affected or afflicted with these things. He, he, he obviously uh, their technology is nothing compared to what he possesses. So, from that standpoint, um, I think it's important to just have all of these concepts in our mind and pray about these things. And um, um, So, anyway, I just want to mention that. So, if we go further with this article, this report, ex, um, ex-president George W. Bush proudly admits he personally okayed the use of coercive interrogation techniques that may say, many say, are torture or uh, torture. Bush says, uh, D-A-M-N, right, basically regarding approving waterboarding. Uh, Now, there's a link here that you can click on for more details about the Bush family Nazi connections. According to the recent census, 18.6 million homes are now vacant in the United States. I wonder if they're going to give a lot of these homes to possibly maybe the foreign troops you know they could have all these built in housing where they could preposition these troops in them and have give them i mean this could be payment this could be all given a ton of it to the chinese that own so much of the us at this point or their troops i who knows but i mean i think it i i would imagine they would be utilized in some way shape or form um maybe having them as an incentive. So, 18.6 million homes are now vacant in the United States. 23 million people have lost their homes. And the banksters are now filing around 300 new foreclosures every month, according to RealtyTrack. There are currently some 500 million homeowners that are 90 days or more past due on their mortgages. According to Fannie Mae, Chief Economist Doug Duncan, Of these, one-third of these homeowners have not made a mortgage payment in the last year. And one in four Americans have defaulted on their mortgages, but are temporarily being allowed to stay in their homes because the banks know that the market is flooded with foreclosed houses for sale. They are simply waiting on a little more longer uh, before they kick all these families out of their uh, out on the street as well. Eight million or more foreclosures are about to hit the market, and that was back in 2011, 2012. okay, so who knows what it is now? By the end of 2012, it was one out of four American families had lost their homes. Oh, significant number here we're dealing with. Uh, some good news has just recently come out on April 13th. Now, again, this is this article is a little dated, but it's very pertinent to what we're talking about. On April 13th, 2011, the government ordered 16 lenders, and they list them all here. Um, they um, And their service providers to hire auditors to provide restitution to homeowners if there wasn't a proper foreclosure. They have discovered that 62 million homes in America fraudulent mortgage papers, and they can no longer foreclose on your house if you don't pay your mortgage. Well, I, I wouldn't quite go that far. I mean, this is a unbelievably corrupt system. And yes, it is fraudulent paper. Yes, it's sold over and over and over again. Yes, they create the mortgage loans out of thin air. All true. But it's not like they're going, the big brother's going to just let everybody get their house back. Um, I think that if you're in the house and you know the proper way to go about fighting it with some of these techniques, you could probably stay in it a lot longer, but eventually I think it's a matter of time. That's what happened to my parents at the end. You know, they fought, they figured this out with the whole mortgage thing, fraudulent. Um, and they didn't have any more income because they had had their $2.5 million dollar Dollar company stolen from them and then all the legal costs to try to get it back so they were actually way more in the hole than they would have normally been so but they were able to stay in their house oh i don't know how much longer than they would have normally been foreclosed on but i think it bought them i don't know a couple years at least um obviously that's worst case scenario but Um, they're saying that they've lost all the original promissory notes that the homeowner signed so they can no longer legally throw you out in the cold. Well, if you know what you're doing and if you do it quick enough, and I don't really have any advice in that regard because I'm not sure what the best method to go about that is right now. Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has noted that the unemployment rate is 9.8%, which means that 15.1 million people are out of work. The Department of Labor data shows that people who have been unemployed fewer than five weeks faced a reemployment rate of 31%. Those of you who have been unemployed for more than a year, it's just a 9% chance that you'll then find work. What they don't tell you is that 470,000 people who are losing their jobs every month, out of them, 330,000 are running out, of the unemployment each month uh, without being able to find a job. 6.3 million people have exhausted their unemployment and another 4 million people will run out of unemployment in 2011. Once they have no, once they have reached their 99th week, that's what the, the tar, title of this article, the 99ers, this is what it was about. Once they've reached their 99th week, they will be thrown off the unemployment rolls and will no longer be counted among the unemployed. Thus, the unemployment number will go down. Um, The reality of becoming a 99er is that your very existence is erased after 99 weeks, and they're not included in those statistics, so the unemployment rates are totally unrealistic and not even accurate. Most of these people will lose their homes, and many will become homeless. If the government were to extend unemployment benefits beyond 99 weeks, the actual unemployment rate would go up um, to 25%. No matter what... This president can never allow that to happen. He and his corrupt government can never show you and how many people are really unemployed for fear of public backlash. There are now point, million Americans living on food stamps, and that's actually 50 now. Uh, before you can receive food stamps, your family cannot have more than $2,000 total assets left in your bank accounts, IRA, 401K, retirement, fund, etc. This means that 25% of the American families are totally bankrupt with no savings or retirement money left and are living below the prop poverty level, which is less than 22000 per year, according to the statistics. This is the highest number of poor Americans in 51 years of record keeping. Now we have 50.7 million Americans who do not have any health insurance. One trip to the hospital would be all it would take to totally bankrupt a significant percentage of these families also. More than half of the students graduating from college cannot find a job or pay back the $900 billion in loans they have borrowed to finish their education. But now Obama, after he and his Illuminati bankers have purposely destroyed our economy, wants to offer 12 million jobs to all these unemployed kids between the age of 17 and 26. Uh, So he can create a, a civilian military force to police the American people. This is the same thing that Hitler did during World War II. So they create a situation where you're absolutely totally desperate for jobs, and guess what? Guess who's got the jobs available? The massive, bloated, satanic government to offer you these jobs. TSA and now this. And you know, all of the So those people they're they're not going to have a tendency to want to bite the hand that's going to feed them. So they're going to pretty much go along with whatever they got to do. People that are um, unemployed and then have to go on food stamps and get totally dependent on the government are going to be less likely to bow up against the government because they're not going to want to bite the hand that feeds them. This is what they're trying to create. That way, they're isolating the people like the um, pro-Constitution, pro-Prepper, pro-life, pro-KJV Bible, pro-Christian, you know, the, the people that would would tend to want to be more self-reliant. They're trying to, to build a gigantic base of people that work for them, or are totally dependent on them, that will be totally unsympathetic to them when the time comes. To to the, I guess you'd call them the good guys. We would be in that you know category. And this is all being done by design, in, in polarization. And then you have the media demonizing you know, the Tea Party movement or pro constitutionalist, pro life, pro Christian, that's all part of it as well. So, 40% of the world's wealth has been destroyed in the last two years. Stocks and retirement savings have lost half their value, and as a result, the average American has less than $10,000 left in their retirement. Six trillion dollars of savings that had belonged to the American working class has been transferred into the hands of the elite. So in another two years, over 40 million Americans will have lost their homes and the people who have spent all their savings and millions of men and women will be homeless. And if there's millions that are homeless, it's going to be very, very easy to transition them, or much easier to transition them into a FEMA camp. Um, It all makes sense if you're Satan, is the point here. I think that it's time that we stand up and start to do something before we find ourselves... I mean, and this article's dated, so I mean, you know, we find ourselves in uh, homeless and destitute and on the continent that our forefathers fought so hard to free. Um, this guy, Palandino, who looks has this fresh out of the casket look, um, really morbid looking dude, he's... He's proposing prison dorms for welfare recipients, and he's a candidate for governor with a very unique stance. And uh, Republican candidate for governor, Carl Paladino, and this is back from in, in 010, said he would transform some of New York prisons into dormitories for welfare recipients when they uh, work in state-sponsored jobs, get employment training, and take lessons in personal hygiene. Asked at a meeting how he would achieve those savings, Paladino laid out several plans that included converting underused state prisons into centers that would house welfare recipients. There they would do work for the state, military service, in some cases park services, in other cases public works services, he said, while prison guards would be retained to work as counselors. Uh, continuing with the report, it said they want to follow Hitler's model exactly and secretly impose martial law on the United States. That So, in other words, shifting, shifting gears off this Paladino guy and back to the main report. So they're trying to uh, follow Hitler's model, secretly impose martial law in the United States. They want to start by rounding up all the unemployed homeless who are worthless drain, who are viewed as a worthless drain in the economy. They're already doing that for sure. I mean, that's already been done. I know they're doing it in Tampa as well. The Christian brother down there saying that they're, they're going around at night looking for homeless to round them up down there as well. Just like they're doing in Colombia and I'm sure many other places. Um. I saw a really creepy video the other night on YouTube where it was showing this guy. And he was downtown LA, where where they do uh, they're aggressive, very very aggressive about doing this in um, California, but in LA, and he says that, and he was like really on the street. You could see, and there was all of these shopping carts on the street lined up, and you know how like the homeless a lot of times will have a shopping cart they push around. Well, these were. Rows and rows and rows of shopping carts that nobody was tending to. There was no homeless people pushing them. They were all clustered together in one space. And he said, yet the people that were pushing them are gone. And he says, I keep seeing this over and over again, where they find all these shopping carts massed together. And, hey, they got to have their human sacrifices. And this is the easiest way that they can get, one of the easiest ways they can get human sacrifices. That's what the Illuminati does. I mean, they have to have them for all of their satanic holidays. The the main ones coming up, they their their crown jewel, Halloween, Cylon, and um, you know, go up to contendingfortruth.com and key in Halloween, and uh, I've done a whole huge study on that. That's their main one. I mean, it's viewed as Satan's birthday, and I mean right now is when they're they're trying to abduct as many people and children as possible to sacrifice them. And homeless are are there's such a a attractive I guess target because if they go missing nobody's going to report it. They were considered disposable Worthless, useless eaters. Anyway, by the the um, society, somewhat. And I'm not saying all of society, but somewhat. And and they're they they do not have a street address. They don't have a phone. They don't have any of that stuff. So if they go missing, it's looked as like a plus. It's like a win-win situation for Satan. He gets his his human sacrifice, and they get another what they view as worthless, useless eater off the off the uh, street, and they depopulate the world. Another one. That's how they view it. I'm not saying it's how I do. I'm saying that's how they view it. So right now, this is also. I mean, it's just you need to just be in prayer all the time about that because they're 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 right now they're actively out there trying to uh, get as many sacrificial victims round up, and the homeless would be probably the easiest targets they could go after. I mean, think about it how how easy would it be so much of the time if if you even, uh, to infiltrate the homeless and to say, you know, maybe offer them some free liquor or whatever. I mean, a lot of them are, you know, or, or free drugs or whatever. Lure them someplace and, and, you know, they find themselves with a hood over their head knocked out in the back of a black van on the way to who knows where, you know. And it's not like you're going to see their, their um, picture on the back of a milk carton. It's not going to happen. So, going further here, um, they want to start by rounding up all the unemployed homeless people who are worthless, drain on the economy, along with all the troublemakers and the outspoken critics, and put them into internment camps. Their plan is, if to necessary, exterminate the people that cannot be re- rehabilitated into supporting their efforts of putting a one-world government into place. Here we have a picture of um, good old Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, uh, the son of a Nazi, which he really was the son of a Nazi, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And in this picture, he's on the cover of Time Magazine with, uh, Bloomberg, it looks like, the devil, the nanny, Bloomberg. And he has, on several occasions, wore this belt buckle, Schwarzenegger. It, it's, it's called the, I believe, the Death's Head belt buckle. And, um... I'm not sure. They show a picture of a Nazi, a real famous Nazi, right next, next to him. Um, it's not Himmler. It's not Goring. I forget which one it is. I've seen him before. Anyway, he's got that same skull Nazi thing right on the center of his Nazi cap. He's a very high-ranking dude. And here, Schwarzenegger goes out of his way to wear this death's head belt buckle, and it's prominently featured, you know, here on the cover of Time magazine. So it's just, what it is, it's, it's Illuminati communicating and, and telegraphing their punches and, and, and basically saying, this is who we are, you know. Um, they have made it illegal, to, now this is California where Schwarzenegger was, they have made it illegal to sleep in cars, under bridges or in tents or make makeshift shelters and they have opened up FEMA detention camps for all the homeless people they have arrested. Um, all they need to do now is come up with an excuse to start arresting homeless people nationwide, and they will claim that they are doing this for their own good because of the unsanitary conditions that the homeless are living in, which could be a hazard to them and to others as a source of diseases that could spread through the cities. Also, if they incrementally, because you have to think, the homeless populations are increasing, right? Okay, All these foreclosures, all of these... Unemployment, all of these things that are happening. I mean, I was down in Charlotte the other day. I could not believe all of the homeless I saw in the streets. I mean, it was like at some places, every place, every light that you stopped at had people like with those like homeless begging for um, money or whatever. Uh, and so, I, I have never seen that many. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a veteran or anything of that. I, I don't like really going into the big cities. But I was down there, and I I have never seen so many. But if they're abducting these people, okay, if there were the same amount of homeless people all the time, okay, and then you were adding to their ranks, this is just something to think about. Let's say all these people who are losing their homes and in in for whatever various reasons people are on the street wouldn't we have such a unbelievable explosion of homeless people in the inner cities that it would be just almost an untenable problem and a very quick, but it's normally not it's normally not like okay it's so bad that you, you can't even the, the city's almost on shutdown I believe it's because they're they are going in there and, and abducting them or luring them or whatever and taking them away and using them in these sacrificial things, because they have to have these to practice their religion, the Illuminati. Okay, you have to have human sacrifice in order to, um, you know, the taking of 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 life, the blood sacrifices in order to appease Satan. It's part of how they practice their religion, particularly at the higher levels. Now, I'm, I'm not saying lower level witches might not use animals in these types of things, but the preferred. From what I've heard, the preferred sacrifices of is typically a uh, a infant baby boy, blue eyes, blonde hair. You know, that's like the they're so stinking sick. And I would think though, if they were going in there in in abducting these people or luring them in, it's going to keep the homeless population somewhat stable in a particular city. Not to say it couldn't grow. But it's probably not going to grow to the point of being just totally out of control. Which it, theoretically, should be right now. According to these statistics, if you think about it. You know, what gives? Where where are these people ending up? Well, I think they're, they're ending up on a satanic altar. A lot of them. So, let's go further here. Um, okay, so... They will claim that they're doing this for their own good because of the unsanitary conditions that the homeless are living in, which could be a hazard to them and to others as a source of diseases that could spread through the cities. But the truth is that they want to force thousands of homeless Americans into FEMA concentration camps where they can uh, be forced uh, to give them inoculation shots, which will result, well, and this is another scenario, which will result in a major pandemic which would, could kill thousands. That's, sure, that's another thing that would fit into all the stuff that we're going over. They want to turn this country into a police state where they can come at night, brutally assault, and then arrest the homeless, tearing down the tents, the plastic tarps, the cardboard and the plywood shacks. The New World Order government authorities want to bring, want to start using these tactics um, on those whom they consider to be worthless blight on society and not part of the elite upper class. If the American people allow our police to voluntarily or involuntarily start to round up people and put them in FEMA camps, this is the first step to hell. Uh, major major protest, riots, and civil war. There are over 300 million Americans with 200 million guns in this country, and a lot of both men and women and former vets know how to use them. So that was their take on this particular subject. Okay, so the next report is American Border Patrol rep claims agents are being ordered to stand down. National Border Patrol Council has come forward to reveal to the American public once again management practices that could be risking the lives of Americans. Sean Moraine, vice president of the National Border Patrol Council, spoke spoke exclusively with Breibart News, claimed that Border Patrol management has begun the practice of ordering Border Patrol agents to stand down and to cease pursuing drug smugglers, human smugglers, traffickers, and illegal aliens. Like, they were really doing that before. I mean, they weren't doing it, (laughs) obviously, near to the extent they should have been, but... He also, and I've documented that in many previous studies, he also warned it could lead to illegal aliens entering the country from nations associated with terrorism. Well, that's already happening anyway. It doesn't matter whether it's drugs, bodies, or how large the group is. Our agents have been ordered to stand down by Border Patrol Management, says Moran. I have received reports from our agents in every single sector from San Diego to the Rio Grande Valley in Texas that they are receiving these orders. They are not being relieved in place, they are simply being told that someone else is being dispatched, but none of us have seen that occur, he explained. We are simply being ordered to stand down and stop tracking and trying to apprehend the criminals. Well, again, if you were Satan, wouldn't that be what you would do? You would want to get as many evil people into this country as you possibly could. Uh. M- all kind of terrorists with muslim ties and all these things i've i've gone over that information the worst dregs of society tend to be the ones that come up through a now i'm not saying all but a lot of them are and they know that um you know so this is what we have here and again it's it's exactly what you know satan would want to do Uh, He goes on to say, he discussed the importance of agents being relieved in place when tracking an individual or group. Border Patrol senior leadership says the stand-downs are a means of addressing budgetary shortfalls and making sure agents aren't working longer shifts, Moran said. But the Border Patrol has a larger budget than ever, but the agents on the ground have not seen the benefits of an increased budget. The increased budget has not trickled down to the men and women with their boots on the ground. Um... He goes on to say, we have situations where top-level bureaucrats in the U.S. Border Patrol and in the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency are receiving massive bonuses, some up to $64,000, for finding ways to reduce the pay Border Patrol agents receive. Groups that are outside of human trafficking, drug smuggling, and drug smuggling human smuggling and drug smuggling, are going to exploit these stand-down orders as well, not only cartels, but illegal aliens from nations that are tied to terrorism, obviously. So the people, the top-level bureaucrats in the Border Patrol are receiving massive bonuses for finding ways to reduce the pay of the Border Patrol agents. Because they're corrupt and evil, they're getting bonuses, and they're like, well, we want to have less boots on the ground to do anything. We want to have all the evil come into our country, unfettered. Therefore, we're going to try to find a way to totally hamstring and hamper the Border Patrol agents and and their efforts. This is what it is. And then Obama, that fork-tongued devil from the pit of hell, has the audacity. um, In his weekly radio address on Saturday, President Barack Obama said the government shutdown needed to end so Congress could work on comprehensive immigration reform. When he's the one, and, and I guess I guess it does go hand in hand with that, because he's the one that wants to legalize all the illegal aliens and give them whatever they want. And I guess part of that plan is just opening up the borders totally and letting whoever wants to come into the country to destroy the country from within. One of the many ways they've done that. Obama rejected a House Republican proposal that would have reopened the government, And raised the debt ceiling for six weeks in return for an agreement on a framework on negotiations on a more long-term budgetary issue. He said this Republican showdown had to end because there's so much else we should be focusing our energies on right now. He cited immigration as one of the things government had to fix. Yeah, again, their version of fixing that is just legalizing everything. Unfettered access. Come one, come all. No other country in the planet does that but ours. So, I mean, or, or USA if you, if you live there. Um, <clears throat> next report: Property owners in Lake Mead forced to leave their homes until the government shutdown ends. Now, um, people are being forced out of their homes on Lake Mead and prevented from returning until the government shutdown ends. Lake Mead being in uh, Nevada, 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 holding back the Hoover Dam holds back essentially lake Mead, and it's pretty much near las vegas as well so uh, it's a very pretty amazing area um, but they've been prevented from returning to their homes um, until the government shutdown ends because they sit on federal land even though the homes are privately owned these are i believe most of all these homes are, are literally boats that they have on the lake okay much as happened since the shutdown began on Thursday. An unarmed mother was killed by Capitol Police. We mentioned that a little bit earlier. And it was revealed that the Pentagon spent $5.5 billion hours before the shutdown began. Well, I said the Pentagon. We talked about them as well. Wicked and evil they are. And, uh, okay, so on Friday, a man then set himself on fire on the National Mall. So we've got all these things going on in this short proximity and basically all in Washington, D.C., um, and two senior citizens recently told local Las Vegas station KTNV that they were told by a park ranger that they had to leave their home within 24 hours and could not stay there again until a budget is passed. And again, this is the whole thing what they were saying before, reiterating what the park rangers are being told to do, where we're being told to make it as miserable for people as humanly possible, evidently to punish them because the budget on the whole government will shut down. So this is is just further proof of that. Joyce Spencer, uh, who is 77, and her husband Ralph, who is 80, told KNTV that they are now forced to spend most of their time in the family ice cream store with the family nearby since they've been prevented from going home. Park officials told KNTV that the Lake Mead property owners are only allowed to return to their home to retrieve their belongings. Unfortunately, overnight stays are not permitted until a budget is passed and the park can reopen. <laughs> so, even though they've paid for all of these things, they don't—they can't even have access to it. This is the thing: is that you know, you really don't want to uh, um have that. Let the government have that type of access to you, and if you're on their property, uh, particularly in something like a national park, I mean, it's like kind of like worst-case scenario as far as. Uh, things could get. I mean, it's it's not where you want to be. Okay, so then the next report, Obamacare reality shock sets in. Facebook posts revealed the true horrors of Obamacare. So now we're going to get into Obamacare. And I'm hoping that this is one of the more comprehensive things, reports that has come out on Obamacare as of yet. So I've, I've had a lot of people asking me about that as well. Obamacare, what about this or what about that? Okay, well let's just take a uh, now, I understand it just started, so it's hard to take a unbelievably in-depth look, but let's see what's happened so far. Let's see if a tree is known by its fruit. We know that a tree is known by its fruit. Let's see what kind of fruit it's bearing. So, though Obamacare has only just begun, the American people are already displaying their displeasure, such as this Facebook post about the reality of Obamacare setting in and what it means for your family and your checkbook. A post on GLP... there's a link to it, shares what we have to look forward to with Obamacare and even more so what happens when we choose to not opt in. I just saw a repost from a Facebook page, an alleged comment on the Affordable Care Act Facebook page states, it's not alleged, it's there. And so anyway, um, Facebook page states that they had signed up online under the 45,000 to 55,000 income range meaning that's what they made income range and their pre-existing condition was just type 1 diabetes they chose then the silver plan evidently there's these packages and there's these things you plug in and then this formula and then it, and then it basically tells you what your what this is going to cost you their premium came back only $597 a month with an almost $14,000 annual deductible so, you would go in there. You're not only you paid about six hundred a month. Okay, and this is just one person. Okay, and the deductible is only fourteen thousand. So you're only going to have to come up with fourteen thousand, you know, for that for every year on the deductible. Plus you're paying six hundred a month. Hey, where do I sign up? It sounds like a really really good comprehensive deal to me. I mean, again, you know, this is um, the Satan special, and this is what we're getting here. We're getting satanic health care. Uh, it's such a joke. It's it's unbelievable. So and when the person then said, Well, okay, I'm gonna click the opt out option, meaning uh, I am not gonna buy this, well then they shortly received an email stating that their fine if they didn't do the O'Devil care would only be four thousand and thirty seven dollars. The a fine of that. And that they could and then that could be attached to their annual tax return, and if you don't, uh, why wouldn't it be the IRS is the one policing this all right, and if you don't have your $4,037 fine on time, then the repercussions for non-payment will begin with your driver's license being suspended (laughs) until the fine is paid, and if it goes 24 months without a payment, a tax lien is then placed on your property, so they'll have everything. They'll have everything. Taxi, I mean, if you, if you owned, uh, I'm sure they'd probably put it on your vehicle if you had it on that, too. Property, they'll, they'll end up just owning you. Totally. Lock, stock, and barrel. That's what Obamacare is. It gives you the option, um, and then it gives you the option to provide your bank information, which would be unbelievable, fatal error. So that your penalties can be withdrawn weekly or bi-weekly, if you so choose to opt out. Isn't that benevolent and wonderful and merciful? That's the best health care plan I've ever heard of, by far. Nothing even could even approach it in a million years. So that comes out to about $350 a month for not opting in. So you're going to pay 600 if you want, if you choose to, to buy this devil coverage. With only a $14,000 a year deductible. You know, not too bad. And, um, or you could pay the 597 plus pretty much all your medical expenses for the whole year out of pocket. Again, <laughs> both ways are just awesome. You know, um, unless you have some major type surgery or catastrophic illness, then you get to cough up the 14000 plus your monthly payments as well. So, hey. The lying federal government has consistently denied that any fines pertaining to Obamacare non-compliance could be seized from bank accounts. Well, they're liars. You're dealing with Satan. It's becoming more and more flagrantly in-your-face obvious. And this is just Satan's health care plan. This is what it is. So they denied that, though, initially, that there were any fines pertaining to Obamacare or noncompliance that they could be seized from your bank accounts, despite reports last year that the IRS had only hired 16,500 new agents to harass citizens who attempt to evade the new law. And we know they're benevolent, you know, the IRS, they're, they're wonderful. So there's no criminal, criminal sanctions for not paying this, and there's no ability to levy a bank account or do seizures. Uh, the then IRS commissioner Douglas Schumann said in April 2010, which all lies from the pit of hell, of course they're going to tell you whatever they want to hear until they got the thing in place. In addition, Americans who refuse to pay for the mandatory health insurance shall not be subject to any criminal prosecution. That's what he said back in 2010. Again, more total lies. Um, Section 1501G2 of the Affordable Care Act Um, also states that the IRS cannot file a notice of lien with respect to any property of a taxpayer by any reason of failure to pay the penalty imposed by the section. Well, yeah, I mean, I I guess if you're going to hire a high-powered attorney, but they keep adding and modifying to this thing all the time. It's just like the IRS code. You know, nobody, nobody on the planet can ever possibly figure it out. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. And it, it's meant to be that way. Obamacare is the same way. So they have when the, you have a rubber ruler, you get to stretch it any way you want to stretch it. And, you know. So once again, the feds have been dishonest with the American people all along. And the revolt against Obamacare is about to take the don't tread on me to a whole new level. And there, there's also an accompanying report here that says Obamacare fines to be seized from bank accounts. Which further reiterates this. Now... Let's go a little bit further here. All of this from here on out is going to pertain to um, Obamacare. So, there, here's the next part. Now, these are all different facets and points to think about before you would ever even think about implementing this in your own life. Okay. Each point will build on itself. The next report... Door-to-door identity theft, very likely under Obamacare. Similar to how the TSA work attracts perverts and pedophiles, Obamacare will attract identity thieves with jobs, allowing them to go door-to-door to preach the, quote, virtues of Obamacare while extracting private information from Americans in their own homes. Under Obamacare, the Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, is implementing a, quote, navigator program. Which provides millions of dollars to nonprofit groups nationwide to hire these navigators who will advise Americans on their Obama health care options based on the sensitive information provided. The sensitive information includes your social security numbers, income levels, employment history, and home addresses. This is all a massive data collection scheme, as well. Okay? Obamacare all of which are more than enough to steal Americans' identities for complete access to their credit and financial resources. In a September 20th letter to HHS, the U.S. House Committee on Energy and Commerce asked the department to respond to its concerns over the rushed implementation of its Navigator program, including plans by nonprofit groups to engage in enrollment activities that increased the likelihood of fraud or abuse, including door-to-door contacts. The recipient... Of one of the largest navigator grants, it grants explained in their application that they expected a substantial portion of their program to involve door to door contacts. The letter stated another described their work plan as involving door to door outreach to 10,000 households per week. And again, they get that, that slimy foot in the door and they're you know, it's just like those Russian book salesmen. They're coming in there, it's intel, it's recon. It's everything that they could possibly, any kind of intelligence gathering that they could possibly, and then this all goes into the massive beast database system, essentially, that they're build, trying to build on all of us. Identity thieves will likely be lured to the navigator jobs, which allows easy access to sensitive information, and pays an estimated 20 to 48 bucks an hour. And they do not even require a background check. Of course, they're going to take the biggest slime bags they can get. You know? That's who the, that's who they want in this navigator job. Identity thieves could also be just just pretend to be real uh, government sanctioned navigators scamming Americans out of their private data. I mean, how do you even get no, will they have a badge? You think you can't make those? And, I mean, once, whatever, if if there's some kind of badge that's, like, universal, where they look the same, you don't think that there's scammers out there that can't make identical-looking badges and look official? I mean, what an absolute beyond-nightmare scenario we're facing here. So, next report. Confirmed, Obamacare breeds massive corruption and fraud. Now, this just started. This just is in its absolute infancy. And there's already so many horror stories about this. I've never seen anything quite like it. A nonprofit organization sued by the federal government last year for fraud was awarded a $2.1 million federal contract this week to enroll Americans into Obamacare, confirming our prediction last week that widespread fraud will explode under this new health law. This is just one more nail in the collective nail in the coffin of America, essentially. The New York Post reported today that an Obamacare grant recipient, Seedco, was sued by the federal government in 2012, it's like last year, for lying on government reports in order to receive additional bonus money. Okay, so they should call it Slimeco, was sued by by the federal government, that's pretty bad when you have Satan suing you, and They were doing this because they were relying on government reports to receive more bonus money. As reported by the New York Times last year, Seedco received more than $8 million in federal grants for operating job placement centers. According to federal prosecutors, Seedco falsely reported that it had successfully matched job seekers with jobs by basing their claims on the positions job seekers already had. By reporting thousands of fake job placements, Seedco collected performance payments totaling perhaps as much as $1.6 million over five years. The lawsuit did not stop. This is the unbelievable part. Evidently, the federal government was sizing them up and saying, you know, you're our kind of people. <laughs> you're just like us. So you know what we're going to do? We're not going to not award you more, another contract. We're going to award SeedCo another multi-million dollar contract because they've obviously proven themselves worthy. You know, this time as a coordinator for the new Obamacare Navigator Program, what we just talked about, that's already, we know that's going to be totally fraudulent, absolute, total, massive data collection scheme. It's going to a- a- attract every slime bag in the world that wanting to do it. And not not saying everybody that would be a part of it would be, I'm just saying it would do that, it would have a tendency to attract slime bags. And now you're going to have Seedco being in charge of, at least partially, of being the coordinator for the Obama Navigator. I mean, it's all like a a wonderful match made in hell, you know? The Navigator program provides millions of dollars to organizations such as SeedCo to hire Navigators. So I'm sure SlimeCo is going to hire good people because they have such a good track record anyway, right? Who will advise Americans on their Obamacare health options? Oh, I bet they will based on the sensitive information provided, such as Social Security numbers, income levels, employment history, and home addresses. I just saw this yesterday, then. Arrest warrant for o Navigator. A woman with an outstanding warrant for her arrest, and now again, this is, the, this is the typical slime bag that this is going to attract. A woman with an outstanding warrant for her arrest is currently serving as the Obama Navigator, the main Obamacare Navigator for Lawrence, Kansas. She's got an outstanding warrant for arrest. They had no problem hiring her, though. Rosalind Wells, the Director of Outreach and Enrollment for Heartland Community Healthcare Center, is the only full-time Affordable Care Act navigator in all of Lawrence, Kansas. I don't see how that could be, but I mean, one person to do all that? Wells was a certified as an Obama navigator to, despite her financial history, which includes a bankruptcy in 2003, a 2007 civil charge from a local check cashing, cashing business, for writing a bad check, being more than $1,700 behind on her state tax bill, and having an outstanding a warrant, uh, arrest warrant in nearby Shawnee County. Sounds like, you know, their kind of people. Just like TSA hires perverts and pedophiles to do their work, well, this is going to be the exact same way. Um, next report. Warning, Obamacare health data to be shared with law enforcement agencies. This is just going to get better and better and better, this whole report I'm doing here. Maryland's health connection, the state's Obamacare marketplace, has been plagued by delays in the first days of open enrollment. If users are able to endure a long page loading delays, they are presented with the website's privacy policy, a ubiquitous fine print feature on websites that often go unread. Nevertheless, users are asked to check off a box that agree to the terms. You know those, all those disclaimers I always have? The policy contains many standard statements about information automatically collected regarding internet browsers and IP addresses, temporary cookies used by the site and website accessibility. However, at least two conditions may give some users pause before proceeding. The first is regarding personal information submitted with an application for those users who follow through with the sign-up process all the way to the end. The policy states that all information to help in applying for coverage and even making a payment will be kept strictly confidential and only used to carry out the function in the marketplace. There is, however, an exception. Quoting from this, it says, We may share information provided in your application with the appropriate authorities for law enforcement and audit activities. So the state, federal, whatever police, the authorities, whatever whatever branch, or who knows, FBI, who, who knows, and audit activities, IRS. So we'll only share it with Satan. That's all. And that's only if you're bad and you're not a good little Nazi and you haven't crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's. Because Satan Satan's very, very persnickety about these things. The site does not specify if, quote, appropriate authorities refers to state authorities or if it could include the federal government as well. Obviously, they want to make it as open-ended and as vague as possible. By doing that, by just saying appropriate authorities, it could be anybody. Neither is there any detail on what type of law enforcement or audit activities would justify the release of personal information or who exactly is authorized to make such a determination. An email to the Maryland Health Connection media contact seeking clarification has not yet been answered. I'll imagine that. The second privacy term that may prompt caution by users relates to internet or to email communications. This policy reads, if you send us an email, we use the information you send us to respond to your inquiry. Email correspondence may become public record. Oh, really? As public record, your correspondence could be disclosed to other parties upon request in accordance with Maryland's Public Information Act. Since emails to the marketplace could conceivably involve private matters regarding finances, health histories, and other sensitive issues, the fact that such information could be made part of public record is also very alarming. Okay, so let's keep going here. Um. Warning, no explicit or implicit expectation of privacy in Obamacare. The Kentucky Obamacare marketplace has no expectation of privacy. In other words, don't expect privacy. That's what that means. Don't expect anything you're submitting to us to have any kind of privacy issue at all. It's not. You know, It's just like you're giving it to Satan. We can do whatever with it that we want. Um, It's warning its prospective customers that their information can be monitored and shared with government bureaucrats. When clicking on its Let's Get Started page on the state-run health insurance marketplace, KYNECT, the user is quickly prompted to a warning notice. The notice says, this is a government computer system and it is the property of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. It states it is for authorized use only. Uh, Authorized use only regardless of time of day, location, method of access. Users, authorized or unauthorized, have no explicit or implicit expectation of privacy. The disclaimer reads, any or all uses of this system and all files on the system may be intercepted, monitored, recorded, copied, audited, inspected, and disclosed to the authorized state government and law enforcement personnel, as well as authorized officials of other agencies, both domestic and foreign. Oh, good. So let's get the United Nations involved, hopefully. Now, when you sign up for health care insurance, like, let's say, a year ago or whenever, did you have to go through all this? I mean, was it like literally going to um, the Gestapo, to Satan, and, and it, it's like, you know, all we want is your firstborn, all your assets, all your private information. We want your body, soul, and spirit. That's all we want. And you have no expectation of privacy. I mean, this is absolute, total insanity. This is healthcare insurance we're talking about here. Such a, And then um, it goes on to say, such information includes social security numbers. When calling... Kynect, which is the K-Y-N-E-C-T, which is what they, uh, the name of the program, when calling them to enroll in the marketplace, a person is told to have their social security card, immigration status, pay stubs, alimony payments, student loan information, and current health insurance information at the ready. Beyond Big Brother. The Kynect disclaimer says you users' information can be shared at the will of the state government agencies. I'm just, I'm saying a lot of this in hopes that masses amounts of massive amounts of people will not comply with any of this garbage. I mean, where do you draw the line in the sand? You know, if not here, I don't know where. Do we just keep complying and complying and complying until we literally have a chip on our right hand or our forehead? Because that's what they're going to eventually tell you to do. This is just a major step in that position. This is a major step to get you into that compliant slave mode where you'll just do anything that they tell you. Because it's getting so ridiculous now that that's pretty much where where this is all heading. I mean, look at all the things they're telling you. Oh, like you're doing me some big favor by, by taking all of this personal information and basically, you know, when they have this type of information on you, I mean, huh, it's... Unlike anything again I've, I've ever ever seen, not on a massive scale like this. So the the Kinect disclaimer says users' information can be shared at the will of the state government agencies. Well, you know you you go over there. It's like those all those stories about people that have these black eyed beings show up at the front door and the kids. They ask and they say, you need to invite us in. We want to come in. We want to come in. At all the vampire shows, you see the same thing. They have to be invited in. Well, this is the thing is, is once you invite them in, they have you. They own you. They're never heard from again, these people, okay? This, it reminds me of this. Once you make this step and you, you, you go into this system and you freely give up all this stuff, and you yoke up with this, this satanic evil thing, then they have you. They own you, essentially. You know? This is, I mean, it's what I'm seeing here. I I mean, I never, I'm, I'm speechless with this stuff. And this is just the first, basically the first infancy, the first week or two. And they're already this big brother. By using the system, the warning states, the user consents to such at the discretion of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. This is the thing. You're in giving them consent for all of these things over your life. You're giving up the rights to to all of these things that you're consenting to. They own you, essentially, is what it sounds like to me. Unauthorized or improper use of this system may result in administrative disciplinary action and or civil and criminal penalties. This is like you would think that that they would want to kind of bait you in with a little more of a of a soft approach. You know, not come quite out with a sledgehammer and just smash you in the head right away. No, they're not even doing that. They they're not the gloves are are off from the from the first second of the first round of this satanic fight, okay? Unauthorized or improper use, and and meaning, well, if you give any wrong information, that would be improper use of the system, right? May result in administrative disciplinary action and or civil and criminal penalties. So, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of things in here where you could literally wind up in prison if you don't do all of this exactly. And who knows how to do any of it right when you have thousands of pages of whatever, to deal with. You can't do it. It's just like the IRS. It's impossible. And it's all done that way by design. See, God is not the author of confusion. The Bible's very clear in that. Satan is. What is this? It's beyond confusing. Who could even navigate this? Well, we need to have our navigators come in to help us so that they can, you know, abscound all of our personal information and scope out our house and 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 in in do all kind of data mining and, and, and surveillance on us? They are true buddies, right? Sure, they are. Yes, they are. These are all good people behind this. And then it goes on to say the unauthorized use, unauthorized disclosure of data containing health, privacy, or health data may result in criminal penalties under federal authority. Unauthorized disclosure. So yeah, they're 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 basically threatening you with prison. You know. Next report, Obamacare and the medical destruction of human life. Now, before I say anything more, I I did hear the other day, one person brought up a good point. And we're going to get into this shortly with the computer code that has been written for this is such a... I don't even know the word to, to, to use. It, 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 is impl- it is imploding as we speak. It imploded from the very first day. It doesn't work. People can't sign up for this stuff. And uh, some people are saying, you know, let it go. It's going to implode under its own weight. the The software and the computer code that's been written for all of this, in other words, is so beyond inadequate. And corrupted. That they're saying that this is, there's no way this could actually work anyway. Just let it go and let it, let it, let it die of its own whatever. Okay, I'm not saying that's not a good point. I just don't think anybody should go along with this unbelievably illegal, unjust system that we're dealing with right now, Um, particularly with this. Next report, Obamacare and the medical destruction of human life. Here we have Obama looking at an x-ray, smoking a cigarette. All those pictures that they they caught of him, uh, probably before he was a president smoking cigarettes, just that look he has on his face. (laughs) He's looking at an x-ray. And it says, Obamacare, it's to die for. So this goes on to say, um, this is by John Rappaport of Activist Post. He said, in yesterday's article... Um, about Obamacare. I pointed out a simple fact. If you have a system that is already killing a huge number of people, and you make that system bigger, and bring millions more people under the same umbrella, the death toll will accelerate. The key journal paper on medical destruction is Barbara Starfield, Journal of the American Medical Association. of um, July. This is July 26, 2000, which is entitled, Is the U.S. Health Really the Best? In the world, I laid out statistics yesterday. Every year in the US, the medical system kills 225,000 people. This was in 2000. And 106 die as a result of FDA approved medical drugs. Of the other 119,000 die as a result of mistreatment in hospitals. I use the Starfield report because it is right down the middle of the mainstream medicine. Before her death, Starfield was a widely respected public health expert. For many years, she worked at Johns Hopkins. School of Public Health, the Journal of the American Medical Association, as a mainstream, and pre- as, as mainstream, and as, as prestigious as you can get. I'm fully aware that the independent researchers have pegged the death toll from the U.S. medical system at a much higher number. It is. It's way, way, way higher than 225,000 a year. I've done, um, research that I did with the, uh, destroyed for lack of knowledge, what your doctor's not telling you, presentation, uh, that I posted in different PDFs, throughout the years. It's way higher than that. Um, but I can I get why he's using her, because she's she's like, you know, John Hopkins, write down AMA, and this is what they're admitting to, essentially, even though the death toll is much higher. Um, but I wanted to show that even in the club, the medical club, the statistics are known to be horrendous. Think about it. The U.S. medical system kills 225,000 Americans per year, That adds up to well over 2 million million deaths per decade, and again, I think you could multiply that by about 10. Um, Not long before her death, I interviewed Dr. Starfield and asked her whether anyone from the federal government had ever asked her to consult to help fix the medical system. Her answer was a stark no. I asked her whether she was aware of any significant government program directed at fixing the system. Again, she answered no. Try this imaginary fictional analogy. You work for the government in auto safety. You know two things. Every 10th car in America contains a fatal flaw that will cause a crash at speeds of excess of 40 miles per hour. As a result, and as a result of new legislation, millions more Americans will be on the road driving cars. What do you do? US politics thrives, lives and thrives on PR, public relations. And PR makes its money from empty generalizations and promises. In the medical arena, it's all about better care for all, humane concern for everyone. Oh, or Susan G. Komen, a race for the cure, right? Break- breakthroughs coming soon. Uh, Jerry's kids, we're gonna have a breakthrough any second. All this money you sent you sent into the Jerry's kids, you know, muscular dystrophy. I remember when I was a little kid in the '70s watching that stinking thing every year. Still doing it. Oh, any minute. We're going to get, no, they're never, if they stay in charge, it will never, ever happen. Why? There's no financial incentive for the medical association to ever find a cure for anything. When Satan's goal is to create a weak, sickly, dumbed down population, why would he ever want to give you a cure for anything? He wants to give you symptomatic, maybe relief, so, you sweep the symptoms under the rug, therefore you think you're better temporarily, all the while the drugs are making you even sicker and creating more of a toxic environment in your body, all by design. Then, when you sweep the symptoms under the rug long enough, you know what you need then? Surgery. Because then you become a surgical candidate. Just like heart stuff. Yeah, just just let the heart plaque up with, with, uh, with um, fat and arteriosclerosis. Just keep letting her plaque up. Take all these drugs... To lower your blood pressure, which is a compensatory reaction for the, uh, hardening of the arteries, and take all of these things to do this, and then finally you'll have the big one, the heart attack, and maybe we'll save you, and if so, we'll put in, you know, a whole bunch of stints to reroute around all the fatty plaques. Or maybe we'll do some angioplasty, where we'll squish the plaque to the sides of your arteries. That's a real fix for you. No, we're not going to give you chelation. Why would we want to do that? That actually fixes the problem. No, we're not going to tell you to modify your diet any. No, no, we're not going to. We're going to give you these cholesterol drugs, which will ultimately make you worse because you've bought into the whole lie about the cholesterol myth, which I went over. Just get the book. Um, I believe it's the Cholesterol Myth by Udi Rastoffen. Uh, keep going on and on I've, I've, I've covered these subjects in other studies just key in, if you want to know more about them just key in those topic headings in the uh, contendingfortruth.com no, they don't want to do any of that they want to keep you sick, dumbed down, weakly weak, uh, and, and, you know dependent upon them not only are they trying to get everybody dependent on them with the welfare system and with now this health care Obama, abomination care Satanic health care. That's another step in that direction. But, you know, this is all part of the process here. So, again, if we go further here, um, uh, let's see, well, here's the reality. By the most conservative estimate, the U.S. medical system kills, and again, this is so beyond conservative, it's not even remotely accurate, it's so such a lowball number, 2 million Two hundred fifty thousand people per decade. That that's the system that's heading for massive expansion under Obamacare, and this is brings up a great point. The system is already so, and I've documented this over. And the vaccinations are all interyoked and yoked up with this. The modern day roots of of the modern healthcare system were the chemical companies that were the monetary driving force behind Hitler. IG Farben being the main one that split into other groups after World War II because their names uh, and then changed their names so that they wouldn't be yoked up or or with the whole supporting of Hitler. Companies like Bayer Aspirin split. And that was a part of 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 the um, of IG Farben that split after World War II. BASF. We don't make the products you buy. We make the products you buy better. You know that one? And so there's uh, these these companies that split up. There's chemical conglomerates that were the driving monetary force behind Hitler. He could not have got to where he was unless he had all that money behind him. And these are the same pharmaceutical companies that came and set up shop in America after World War II and, and with our help, a lot of our corrupt people in order to bring about the modern day medical profession. And I've Again, I've covered this in depth in, in other studies. You can look this, those studies up. So, um, this is the system that's heading for massive expansion under Obamacare. <laughs> you have a choice you can you can go with an empty empty PR, or you can face the facts and realize what's going to happen. Well, some people have told me the politicians in charge don't really understand what the medical system is doing to people. Uh, it's just ignorance. Their heart, But their hearts are in the right place, even though the Bible says the heart is dis, uh, desperately wicked. and The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Okay, so And he goes on to say, and that matters. Like, their hearts are in the right place. The, that argument is meant to exonerate the flavor of the weak inside the beltway. It has nothing to do with an ongoing death. The ongoing death stemming from standard medical practices. The death statistics I'm citing in this article aren't a state secret. Doctors chopping off women women's breasts for no reason. Medical drugs, putting um, people into the grave. Vaccines causing neurological damage. Psychiatric drugs, blasting brains and pushing people over into violence. Plus they're medicating the water. They're putting the GMOs. I mean, they're doing all these other things. They're us like crazy. That's all part of this whole system as well. We're being medicated every day with the water, the food, the air. So in other, you know, that, that's all part of it as well. On a much more massive scale. Satan's got to kill us somehow, right? You know, that's what it boils down to. Killing, stealing, destroying. That's what he's all about. So psychiatric drugs, blasting brains, pushing people into violence, including suicide and murder. No problem. Is the politicians' hearts are in the right place. Yes, they are. Their coal black hearts are in the right place for Satan. So walk through a cemetery and try that defense. Um, I'm looking at where we're at on time here. Oh yeah, I need to stop here. Okay, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to try to get this done in the next part. I got about six more pages to go, and um, so in we'll, part four we'll go to part five. God bless you, and see you part five.